1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rogers heaps praise on James Forrest And says Scott Brown has earned the right to assess his future Gary Holt says Livingston won't be lambs to the slaughter When they head to Rangers on Saturday And Craig Levine thinks Scotland could take positivity lessons from England Joining me tonight, two men who are always positive Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well you're right Gordon to say we're positive Because what a week it's been for international football For once Scotland gave us a result to be happy for but now that's all put to bed to next year and we're back to the league business. We have a month where the games are coming thick and fast, all culminating in a Rangers v Celtic game on the 29th. I can't wait. Some big, important games to come and none more so than starting this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's uh, calendar gone. A lot of good games in there. Um, you know, we talk about Hamilton Celtic. Celtic playing an Astro Turf again, artificial pitch. Can it suit them? Now, the one thing I will say about Hamilton's pitch is it's a lot better than Livingston's. It's absolutely terrific. But some players don't like playing in that. Rangers host Livingston, Gary Holt, full of confidence going there. I can't see them doing anything. And then, obviously, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Derek McInnes saying to his players, you've got to play for the right to play against Celtic in the Cup final. So, a lot to look forward to. And, of course, you'll still be on a high because you were at Hamden on Tuesday. Have you thought out yet? All no. you did was moan and whinge about how cold you were and how many jackets you had on. I couldn't wait to get ready at the end of the night, if I'm being honest. Well, I, I, I totally agree Like with most you. nights, actually. I couldn't wait to get in the house and get my feet up. Uh, the one thing I will say, I'm delighted that... My favourite person in Super Scoreboard will be back soon because she looks after me. She brings me a cup of tea and she brings <laughs> she brings Peter Who's the this? Eater, our Alison. All right, okay, but it was a good performance. So away from your 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 selfishness for a minute, just onto the football. I loved it. I really did. It was cool, but I, I loved the fact that it was an exciting game. We got the result that we needed. Uh, right until the last 10-15 minutes when you thought oh this could all go wrong with the ball over the top McGregor makes a great save but uh, that's in the back burner now it's back to league business and then you know players playing for their places as these managers are saying for the cup final the following Did you not say you're, you're an England fan? Before I mean, <laughs> no, he's big, big Scotland. <laughs> 01419511025 on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. What's on your mind then as we look towards the domestic action this weekend? If you've still got lingering thoughts from the international break, that's fine. Share them with us, but tell us what you're looking forward to this weekend as well. 01419511025. Brendan Rogers says James Forrest is getting better and better after his goal-scoring exploits during the international break. Uh, the Celtic boss says the winger deserves all the success he's having and admits that they have encouraged Forrest to get into the box more. I think he's just getting into his areas quicker and, and in terms of affecting the game. He's obviously known as a winger and when you've seen James a lot as a young player. He was outside, taking the ball outside and crossing it, creating a lot of goals. But I think it's one where we've always tried to get him on the inside and, and running in between and, and, and getting into the box more because that's your job. Your job is to create goals and score goals. And I think he's, he's goals that he's scored for us and, and he's got better and better at that uh, for Celtic. You know, he's the numbers that he, that he has now in his game and that's what we tried to say to him is, you know, you'll be judging your numbers of what you create and what you score as well as your work ethic for the team. And I've got to say, he's, he's just getting better and better. And he's got really natural attributes as well at international level where he's quick, 
great technique. You know, he's a wonderful technician. You see his goals, you know, over the course of the two games, his touch and finish. It makes it look simple, but none of them are simple. But no, he's thoroughly deserving of it. He's a great boy. He trains every single day. You know, he works ever so hard. He's ultra professional. And like I say, he, he remains humble within it all as well. So it's, it was great for him. From your time at Celtic, Mark Wilson, what's the main area that James Forrest has improved? What's he doing more yeah. now than he's ever done before? Well, when he was younger, like Brendan said there, he always he always searched out that touchline. And he, I think he thought that was a be-all and end-all as a winger. You know, get the ball, drive it to the full-back, get to the touchline. And I've mentioned a lot of the times in the show before, he was running at such pace when that was happening. He was kind of sclaffing crosses and they were never beating the first man. And when Brendan Rodgers came in He's just added to his game Where you see him a lot of the time You know thinking this cross isn't on So he, he, he plays the ball inside But then he, he he goes after the ball You know searching to get it back And he gets a lot of his goals that way And when you see him playing for Scotland The last two appearances The goals and when he, where he gets the goals from Are all inside position You know very rarely is he, is he looking to You know run down the wing And cut in You know like an old fashioned winger He's playing more inside And uh, I think he's, he's improved so much In his first touch as well I think if you look at his five goals His first touch in every one of them Is exquisite And we things like that I think players think Once they make it And get into a first team They don't have to work in things like that Because they think I've made it I don't need to work in that I need to work in position or that It just shows you James Forrest has obviously worked on On things mm. as simple as that and look at the rewards he gets I mean Gordon Every one of the five goals Was one touch And then finish mm-hmm. And I think Quickly scrambling it Pretty much all five of them Were scored within The width of the posts Yeah So yeah. in terms of Taking up those positions Whether it's bursting through the middle Or making a, a real conscious effort To get in when the ball's On the other side How much of that's down to The, the football intelligence Of, of James Forrest uh, Well he is a very intelligent player I think everyone's now Stand, sit, start sitting up and taking notice of James because of one thing, Gordon. He's scoring goals. He's banging the goals in. This is probably his best season at this time with the goals that he's scoring. If you get back to all his goals and, and you talk about his touch, I think the second one at Hamden the other night there when Christie played a lovely ball, his first touch takes him where a defender can't get him and he's composure in front of goals as well. I used to think that James Forrest... Wasn't the best kicker of a ball at times But he seems to have worked in every aspect mm. The best thing about him is He now does not stand and play as a right winger He comes in I uh, said against Hibs The, the 4-2 game Terrific game Second half he played in that position Nearly as a centre forward And he absolutely tore Hibs apart Give him the freedom And I think Brendan Rodgers is now says to him Listen I just don't mm. want you playing as a right winger Freedom to go and play and he's certainly doing that. Right, give us your thoughts on the future of Scott Brown. Listen to this. 0141-951-1025. Brendan Rogers says, Scott Brown's earned the right to assess his options before considering any new deal at Celtic. Reports over the last few days linking the likes of Kansas City and Minnesota United with the Celtic skipper. His contract up next year. Uh, Rogers says he is also planning January moves as well. You know, it's not probably something you will, you'll probably want to know quickly, but for me, I think it's just time. Just let that run, I think. If anyone has deserved a time to make a decision, it's Scott. You know, he's really happy here. He loves it here and, and there'll be an agreement between him and the club in relation to that. But I think he has absolutely every right to, if he has options of this last period of his career to look at, then he needs probably the time to, 
to look at that. That shouldn't be taken to any Celtic supporters that he doesn't want to be here because he loves it here. He's been absolutely top class for me for two and a half seasons and we want him to stay of course but as a as a guy at this stage of his career like all players they will always have to, to look at it uh, for them and now for the family as well we're just again just assessing targets and, and the areas that we need to, to strengthen and improve so that's an ongoing uh, matter and I'm sure there'll be enough talk in January about that So, uh, but in the meantime it's just Focus is really on the players that's here and the guys behind the scenes are, are working really hard and preparing, uh, hopefully, for some players to come in. Uh, there was a, a similar story in, what was that, a couple of months ago, linking Scott Brown to Australia. This time it's America. Yeah. And you can hear Brendan Rodgers there. He's not for a second saying, yeah, he, he's going to go. But he's also not saying no chance. What he's saying is this player has got to the stage in his career where he deserves at least the chance to sit and make his mind up. Yeah, I think that's only fair. The the service Scott has given to the club, uh, and you know, I know the club's been very good to him in terms of you know what he earns and whatever. But Scott has put his body in the line at times for the club and played through injuries. I'm thinking back to Ronnie Dial as he, so he's put himself through a lot. So he deserves a right to pick. And when America comes up, maybe not so much Australia, but when America comes up, it is lucrative. It is. It does open players' eyes. I mean, the best players, you only have to look at the best players in the world who have thought at the end of my career, I fancy a wee stint in America to see what it's like. I think just the lifestyle out there is better. So he will take time to consider. I still get a feeling though, Scott is is really happy at Celtic and what he's doing. I, I think he likes the limelight of, of being at the club. I think he likes being a leader. And it, what I'm getting from his interviews and what he says is that he would like to continue that in a coaching aspect I think it will always be there for him If he does go away to America and come back But I think it sometimes suits players just to continue You know, just rolling on for captaincy to, to Into coaching And then who who knows where that progresses in years to come So he will consider it I still think he'll, he'll stay at Celtic and, and see the rest of his career out there I think he will as well um, When he turns what will be 34 at the end of the season yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think Mark's point uh, is about the coaching. I think as a player, you come near the end of your career, you start thinking, right, what's my future in the game? Do I want to start as a coach? Do I want to be thrown right in as a manager? Um, I think he wants to start as a coach. He's at a club that he's loved. He loves the club, the manager, talking so highly of him there. Yes, sometimes... Maybe a family move, you you know, people might sit down, discuss it around the table and think, yeah, we'd love to try that. But I just see Scott mm. Brown finish his career at Celtic. OK, uh, let's get to the phones. 01419511025. What's your take on all this, Ian? How you doing, mate? Not bad, Ian. What's on I'm your in, mind tonight? He's obviously going to say to him in London, working again, Gordon. Uh, oh, you're good, Ian. Good evening, Gordon. Good evening, Mark. Um the, the two performances for Scotland, um, unbelievable. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have something uh, that Michael Stewart, the pundit, the BBC pundit, ex Jambo player, he obviously didn't think that Alec McLeish was the, the right man for the job, and I'll go along with that as well. But he's done well, and he's he's won the section. But the team is a young team now, Gordon and Mark. Mm-hmm. And it's a hungry young team. No, I'm going to I'm going to mention one guy that Gordon Dale loves. And I Joe think Longthorn. 
Yeah, myself. Uh, no, no, you, you, you love yourself anyway, God. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, the guy going? I'm going to mention was playing at right back, and I think yeah. it's a weak link in the team, Callum Patterson. Yeah. We've got a young boy playing the left, I think he's in the left wing, Mark, uh, the boy Ryan Freder. Yeah. What a player that boy is. Yeah. And and I'll tell you now, the guy, forget about James Forrest, he is just, come on, leaps and bounds. The boy has just signed a new contract for Celtic there, Ryan Christie. That boy's on fire at the moment. Mm. Anyway, that's my points, guys. Well, well I'll, I'll take you up in the Callum Patterson. And I'm for once in my life, I'm going to defend him. Because the lad even has now... Listen to this show and come out and says, Dale's right, I'm never a right back. <laughs> Please. And he plays for Cardiff up front. But in a time of need, when we needed someone because of the call-offs and the injuries, we needed someone again there. He's played the position before. Okay, he didn't look very steady in the first 30 minutes. I think that they've obviously done their homework and they were targeting us down that side and, and, and doubling up against them. They found it very hard. He dug in Gordon You've got to admire the boy for that He's not a right back He's not a defender He's a centre forward But I just think that Ian's point I said in Tuesday before the game The one thing I like about the Scottish team just now Is get bags of energy about it mm. If you look at the midfield Have a look at And one of my favourite players at, When he was here at Celtic Armstrong on Tuesday night He was back to what he's very very good at Christie's been I can't believe what's happened to that lad. James Forrest is just everything he's touching is going to gold. I worry about on Tuesday night taking everything and looking at it. I worry about the two centre backs. They're they're young. They need a bit of more coaching to get uh, working together because we looked like we well we did lose goals, but we looked like we could have lost that third one with one ball over the top. Now good centre backs don't get caught like that in international football. But there's time to work on it. And I think Alec has got to keep this group mm. and keep working with them. Yeah, uh, listen, you're right. Energy in the midfield, it, terrific. These guys can run all day. But if you look at them as a whole, uh, and we'll say it's a five, you three or a five. Say it's five with Forrest and Fraser, including the wings. And you've got Armstrong, Christie and McGregor in there. Every one of them is a creative force. You know, they can make a difference. Everyone can make a pass now. If you look around teams wherever around the world, it's very rare that you say that about your your five midfielders. Everyone can play a defence button pass. Every one of them can drop a shoulder and go by somebody. Hmm. Uh, you know, you've always always kind of got a hold in one of our defensive one, and that's exciting. And you know what? I think all these guys they're young. I think they enjoy playing with each other. I think that's a big thing. Alan and Paisley. The only problem is they're missing someone out, aren't they? Someone's well, he's not been mentioned at all tonight. Um, Stephen Fletcher, uh, I think his performance, both performances are really underrated at the moment. Um, he brings a lot to the team. Uh, he's hold up play, come towards the ball, flick on. It lets these guys that we've mentioned, it lets them go beyond them, it lets them express themselves a wee bit more. And I, I just think his performances have been slightly underrated. I, do, I totally agree with you there Alan Like what I was just saying there All these creative forces And they go forward And they create and they score goals They can't do it Unless they've got A target man Someone with experience Someone who can flick on Someone who can hold it up um, 
and he does that. I think you're right. A lot it's been overlooked because uh, us being Scottish, we're we're looking for creative guys that score great goals. But sometimes you need you need your bread and butter guy up front that incorporates mm. all this into into one big piece. Huh? Because Gordon, that's not it's not an easy job, is it? You know, even the one where it, it gets fired up from Andy Robertson and he flicks it on. It's not mm. as if that's a hopeful punt and Stephen Fletcher just you know sort of sticks his head on it. There is an art to that to, to being able to know. When to drop in Where to drop in And, and even to an extent The accuracy of, of the flick-ons the, It needs to be and it, it's, there's, a, there's a skill element involved but Is what I'm saying Before the first game in Albania When the call-offs And we don't have Gris, Griffiths Naismith And people are wondering Who are we going to bring in McBurney People like that I said in this show That I thought Alec would have went for experience With Fletcher And I've got to say Let's not get carried away, Gordon. We're not the finished article. But at least I think for once, the manager's got something to build on. He needed support. He needed the right balance. Now, if Christie isn't playing the way he's playing, and the, 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 the knowledge he's got of the game, working under Brendan Rodgers, when Fletcher goes up to header that ball... How many times have we seen that ball just landing in behind the defender yeah. and our defender clears it? Christie makes it. He knows what Fletcher is mm. taking a gamble. That's what you need in the team. But I keep saying we've had two good results. Delighted with them. We're still a lot of work mm. to do, but I like the, the nucleus of this team. Thank you to Alan in Paisley making some good points there about Stephen Fletcher. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need to get in touch. Rangers fans, I want to get your thoughts on the game against Livingston on Saturday because Gary Holt says Livingston will not be lambs to the slaughter. Mother will wear. The last time out before the international break How do you see this one going? 01419511025 We'll hear from Gary Holt after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com It's Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call or you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB We were talking about Scott Brown We heard Brendan Rogers talking about his future uh, Joseph says I would let Scott Brown leave if he wanted a new challenge As much as I like him I think we play better without him And Cham and McGregor could be the way forward uh, but John Paul Monaghan disagrees He says Scott Brown will stay at Celtic He's a legend The chance to captain to 10 in a row Will persuade him to commit to another two years 01419511025 We said we were going to talk Rangers against Livingston So let's do just that Gary Holt says Livingston will not be lambs to the slaughter At Ibrox on Saturday And he says simply his side are going there to win He does admit they'll need to play Differently from the 1-0 win When they were at home But he's looking for his players To relish the atmosphere It'll be a good game Tough It'll be an experience for the boys To go there in front of a, a full house 50,000 With their tails up So it's for us to stick to our game plan Us to be brave When we've got the ball Keep it as best we can And, and try and implement our game plan on, on Rangers It's one of those things in Scottish football You get to play each other quite a bit So can't focus on what you've done before It gives you something to look back on It gives you the areas to show them Where we did hurt them Where we did have successes But also highlight where Rangers Can have caused us problems So it won't have any onus We're away from home now We have to go there and stand up to the test And certainly at home Rangers are a different beast And they're scoring a lot of goals So it's something we have to contend with Will it take a different type of performance I've to the one here do you think? Of course it does And probably have to be braver 
you have to be braver, you have to stand up and be counted and it's an atmosphere that you've got to relish, you've got to be what to be part of. So we'll give them the tools to go and play and go and enjoy the game, play with a smile on your face because it's a platform that not a lot of players get to play on. So go and enjoy the game, stick to your job and your role in the team and the result will take care of itself. We don't want to go there and be Lambsdale Slaughter because we want to implement our game plan, we want to try and score goals, we want to try and win the game. We're not going there for a point, we're going for three. The Ibrox factor, how different will this be for Livingston when you consider the game that they won at the Tony Macaroni earlier this season? Completely different. Um, Gary Holt doing a wonderful job there. Um, he knows what his team's all about. Will Livingston go and make it difficult for Rangers? Yeah, they will, because you know one thing you're getting out, the Livingston team is 100%. Every one of them, they know their jobs, they work very, very hard. But to Ibrox, and Gary says about being brave, uh, Ibrox in front of the crowd... And after what they, they, they achieved against Motherwell um, I don't think of any hope of getting anything And he would be delighted with one point, never mind three. I think playing at the Tony Macaroni suits him Tight pitch, we spoke about it in the Celtic game Tight pitch, I think even going a Tyne Castle Suits Livy, tight pitch again I think when you go to Ibrox Huge pitch, you know, 50,000 on top of you I think it'll be a, a totally different mm. game And they're missing... Their target man You know And, and main threat Menga. Dolly Menga yeah. yeah so that's a, a big loss So I think they're going to find it Extremely hard on Saturday We always talk about International breaks You know d- Does it come at the right Or the wrong time It tends to be If you win the game It comes at the wrong time If you lose It comes at the right time 01419511025 Rangers fans What about Trying to pick up Where you left off From that Motherwell game Gordon I think the international break For Rangers Would come at the right time uh, They come off a, a terrific victory uh, Do you want to keep going when it when it? No, no. I think keep it, the momentum. I up? think because of the amount of games that Rangers have played. Yeah, that, yeah, and the, the amount of games they've played gone. One, it gives a manager time to say to his players, right, go and get a rest and out, and we'll kick on again. It also gives them an opportunity to work more in the training ground, and thirdly, it gives them an opportunity to maybe get one or two little niggly knocks. Um, Sorted So that he's got a full squad to go with So No I don't think so I think that the international break mm. And the one in 7-1 seven, seven breakaways They were lucky that day <laughs> um, I, I came at the right time for Rangers I think Right Justin's a Rangers fan From London What do you think of this weekend's Game Justin Is it going to be As difficult as it was In Livingston Or does the Ibrox Factor Give Rangers a huge advantage Hi guys, and uh, in, in relation to that point, I, I, I'll, I'll be very keenly listening to what Gordon has to say, and I, I, for a, I, the first time I find myself agreeing with him totally. Mm, that's um, but the, I think where Rangers have struggled this season a wee bit, um, and I, I think it goes without saying, I think Gerrard's done a fantastic job in, in kind of completely revamping everything to do with Rangers. But the, the one concern I've got as a Rangers fan is a bit of physicality at the back, which is an unusual thing for a Rangers fan to say regarding the central defenders. But when Goldston, Katic and now Warrell come in, you were hoping and they looked like guys that would be able to stand up with a physical approach. But that seems to be the teams we've struggled against, is like the Livingstons, the Motherwolves, and to a degree the Hamiltons, we make a hard work here. And it seems to be the people with the strongest physicality in the team our winger and the shortest guy in the team can do is and our centre forward Morelos that seems to put himself about a wee bit and that makes me nervous I'm not nervous about going up against teams necessarily like Celtic or Hearts or Hibs 
because you know you're going to get 100%. But it's the teams like Livingston and Motherwell. When they come to Ibrox, you, you start getting a wee bit nervous because you think, if they've got a physical shift, then are we going to be able to actually stand it or are we going to begin to a wobble? Mm. With Katic being out for a couple of weeks, he looks nervous when he comes back in. He looks as if he's going to put a point and starts having wee ropey moments. Warrell's had a few ropey moments. And I think that makes, again, Golston a bit nervous again uh, who he's sitting against. What, that, what about McCauley, Justin? in January. You know, I was just thinking, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there. Do you think McCauley is the answer now that he's back fit and he got, what did he get, half an hour maybe against Motherwell? And he, he looked to be assured. Did he not get half, the second half? Did he come on? Was it the second half, the full second half? But I mean, could, yeah, could, he, could, he, could that be a solution, Phoenix. Justin? I just, uh, as much as I, I, yeah, McCall's got a bit of physicality about him, but I, again, the rest of the team's a young, hungry team, like you were talking about with Scotland. It's a young, hungry team. And I think that's what Gerard's got the best at. If you start putting guys that are, what a better word, war horses in, as a, a kind of interim fix I don't think it's the right way forward I think it would upset the Canapel cart a wee bit uh, and again not put what Cattage and Warren's confidence the only thing I'll say is you need a bit of experience in your team and where they've got the best experience in my opinion is their goalkeeper and he, it's, it's up to him to go out there and make sure I, I think Cattage struggles I really do I think the boy struggles with confidence. Um, you you look at Motherwell's goal at Ibrox. It's schoolboy defending. It's schoolboy. Now Macaulay come on for a second half, and everyone I've 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 not seen Macaulay, but everybody I've spoken to, they were raving about him. But I just don't buy into that now because Motherwell were getting a doing. They were down to ten men. No disrespect. Mark and I could have come on play centre half. Probably Mark wouldn't have got a game He'd have been on the bench But <laughs> We could have went on there And played centre half And looked good I, I agree I've, I've said yeah, but I don't think anyone's Anyone's saying right now That yes absolutely Macaulay is 100% the answer But we're exploring possibilities Because if, if, if you're saying That there's a weakness there Yeah Surely, surely it's, a, it's at least a decent Shout to Consider turning to A veteran defender Who's played at the highest level And played international football I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if Macaulay starts at the weekend. That's what I'm saying about the international break. Either probably had a closed door game or whatever he's he's been doing, and get him a little bit more game time, get him up to speed. Uh, he's had half the game against Motherwell. Don't be surprised if he starts a game. Um, and and especially no disrespect, but if he can't go out and play against Livingston with that experience, then you shouldn't really be at Rangers. Um, I just think that. They've got to find the balance of the centre-backs And I don't think they've achieved that Have, yet Having said that though Justin, I know we're sort of looking at areas for improvement When you are trying to follow up a 7-1 victory Clearly confidence will be high In an attacking sense No, I, I totally agree I mean, I think going forward For once in the last few seasons We'll get a, a number of options You've got Kent Who is on fire before his injury Middleton again Camping at the bit to go on Candace, which I know a lot of folk, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's been fantastic for the last couple of seasons. And I don't think he necessarily sometimes gets the credit he deserves because, okay, his final ball can be a wee bit lacking, but the energy, the heart, the determination, I would take 11 Candaces in the park with that kind of determination. Um, and Morelis, uh, you know, we've got options going forward. I just, 
I just look at it as a Rangers fan and, and look at it and think the one bit that we seem a bit ropey on is, is at the back or there's a wee bit of nervousness there which McGregor can do as much as he can he can be commanding he can shout he can get in about folk but at the end of the day if he's putting a one-on-one situation there's only so many times that he can pull it out the bag and pull it out a hole do you know what I mean, yeah, um, I mean that's the bit I would want to see them strengthen in January yeah, Ross Morrison's on Twitter reminding us actually that Macaulay played 90 minutes on Sunday for Northern mm-hmm. Ireland, so he's clearly you know getting right up to speed. Um, middle to front though, Gordon, there will be a lot of conference because of what mm-hmm. happened uh, against your team Motherwell. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm, I'm sure the players would have had a couple of days off, and yes, there would have been one or two here and there away with international teams, but given how hectic the fixture list has been and will be, I just wonder how much Steven Gerrard's enjoyed the last week or so to try and just get a bit of time on the training ground because, you know, it just doesn't happen at this time of year. I think that's a big plus for him. Um, and, and you said there, Gordon, Macaulay's had 90 minutes under his belt. Another big plus for him. I think he'll start at the weekend. The Rangers manager said it. Sometimes you look at the Rangers midfield and they're, they're missing a player. A creative player I like Arfield I think Arfield's a good player I think he'll score goals in this league No problem whatsoever But they miss what we all refer to in football As a number 10 I think even the manager at Rangers Has come out and said that He would like that player that can open up defences Especially when teams come to the Ibrox And try and sit in and make it difficult And with Justin Candace in the, in, in the wing the delivery he puts in there is second to none. He's, that's his strength. He's great at it. Middleton's been a real fine so far. But remember, he's only 18. He's a young boy. He'll take a dip for him. But Kent's been there as well. They've got good options in the middle of the park. But they just if they find the right balance, and I, I think you'll look in January. I don't think you'll bring a lot of players in, but I think you'll look in January. A centre half would be a must for me. And, a, and Rangers fans can argue. Even though he's brought in four. <laughs> Well, he's brought in four centre halves. He's, he's brought in fifteen players. Yeah, but also, I, I, I just don't understand. You've not you've not seen Macaulay yet. So how can how can that possibly be? How can Surely how can he be dis- dis- discarded can already? He, can he go to the board and say, "Listen, I need a centre half in January. We've just gave you four. I and one the of them's only played for forty five minutes. And I can't point to you last week though. If he's brought them in, and I'm, I get what you're saying about Cartage being a young player, he has and he makes mistakes. I've seen the goal against Motherwell. Mm. It's up to Stephen Gerrard then to coach him and make him into a good right, centre. So I'll half. throw it back over here, right? You've and Warrell, you, Warrell's tried... a young player who what an eleven and a half million pound bid right. got turned in at last season. You try to tell me he can't be. This is this is how I throw it back. Right, this is how I'll, you've got a great point there, Mark. This is how I'll throw it back over you. You said, well, he's brought in four centre-halves. He goes to the board and said, I want to bring in another centre-half. And you go, what? I've gave you four. He signed 15 players in the summer. So is it not the same argument? You go to the board and you say, I want to bring in two or three players to strengthen my team. Would you not then say your argument, hold on a minute, you get 15 players in the summer plus players that you've got at the club. No, because it's player. Argument. No, okay, because if you've got a no, four you players, honestly, four, sorry, four players, <laughs> four players for uh, going into two, and that's, you've not even seen Macaulay. And you've not yet, even so. seen it. Uh, anyway, you know. but John, how many midfield players have they got? 
Name They've got a lot of Yeah but they've had a look at all them already Like they've not had with Macaulay I'm not sure why you're struggling to nah, get this So let's leave it there that. John Clark says Let's remember David Weir Came in as a warhorse at 37 to fill a gap 162 games four years later He was a Rangers legend uh, So one four one nine five one one zero two five. William in Craigen wants to talk about Scott Brown's future And that's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call if you want involved Or if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB William is in Craig End What's your point tonight William? How you doing guys? It's, it's uh, funny you were talking about Macaulay there the Guys that come to the end of their careers I'm sure Gordon said about Scott Brown, uh, they had another two years in him. And it's it's funny, it takes me back to the, the, the I know you won't want to hear it, but it takes me back to the, the McGinn situation at the beginning of the season. And it sort of a gave Christie his chance. And then you've got McGregor coming coming into there. And he's played, he's played over 30 games this season already. So there's no doubt that he'll need a rest at one point in the season. So I've no doubt in my mind that Scott Brown will come back into the team, uh, being the captain as well. But you said he was 34, so not yet. Yes, yeah, in the summer. Aye, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Has he got another year in him, or has he got two years in him? You know, I'm sure he'll probably want to be there for ten in a row if Celtic get to ten in a row. Uh, but it'd be interesting if the Austin. I think Celtic would be accused of. Stifling players, and what's happened is they've, they've actually, uh, if Armstrong and uh, McGinn and all these players had went to Celtic, I think that they've been struggled to stay, keep them all happy within the mm. team. So I think at the end of the day, what it's worked out, it's worked out good for Celtic and it's worked out good for Scotland. And when you look at, when you look at Scott Brown, die, he is coming to the end of his career. And maybe he hasn't got the legs in there anymore, but can he drop back? Can he drop back into maybe a right-back position? Can he drop back into a, a centre-half position or even a sweeper position? So that's the way I look at it. I don't think, I don't think he'll leave. I don't I think mm. he'll end his career at Celtic as well. I mean, you talk about age and so on, but it was only in May that he, you know, he cleaned up at the awards and everyone said this was the best form of his career, so... Th- How did we get to this so quickly? Yeah, I think that Celtic fans, because of when Scott Brown and Cham went out, they found a system with McGregor sitting there and then they had four attacking players and uh, Edward up front. My opinion only, when Scott Brown's fit, he'll come right back in. He's a captain. Now, before he get injured, I never heard anybody saying, well, Scott Brown's coming to the end of his career. He was still playing terrifically well Yeah but it is pretty hard to say that we're better without him When you've not seen the team without him You would accept that surely What do you mean? <laughs> we, <laughs> I have seen the team without him Yeah now his face yeah, yeah. But you're saying, you're saying you, did, you didn't hear anyone saying this before he got injured But you can't say Celtic are better without Scott Brown Until no, such a no, time as my, they play my, without him No my point was when he, Before he got injured it was You weren't looking at Scott Brown thinking He's lost a little bit of edge. Mm. He's lost a bit yeah, of exactly. That, that's what I'm trying to say, Gordon. You looked at Scott Brown and you knew the following week if he was fit, he'd be playing. Scott Brown, if Celtic have got a full squad fit and they come to the 29th of December, do you honestly believe 
the Scott Brown will not lead Celtic the, out. The most positive thing for Celtic and Celtic supporters just now is that there was a lot of talk about how without Scott Brown, this team perhaps would fall to pieces. He was a driving force. You know, he was the one to grab people by the scruff of the neck. Well, it's been proved that the players there are good enough to cope without him. I'm with Gordon in this. I think Scott will come back inside, especially for games like the game at Ibrox. I think he's needed in there for games like that. But going with William's point, in the next few years, I think Scott will see out his career at Celtic. But I think in the next few years, he'll drop the amount of games he plays. I don't think there's any doubt in that. And I think he'll know that. I think he knows to play at Celtic at such a high level, you need legs. And as fit as he is, you know what it's like? Legs go the older you get. So he'll drop his games. But Celtic play that many games. They'll still, in my opinion, get a substantial amount of games. But it's good to know that Celtic have guys Mm. like McGregor and, and Cham to take on for uh, for the few years or the games that Scott's missing. Mrs Celtic Matchworn says, uh, Scott Brown and is and will be one of the greatest captains of my time. He won't be in the bench. Celtic have shown great form after a slow start to the season, but Scott Brown deserves his place. He has earned it. We're going to hear Mark very soon. He's a Rangers fan uh, who wants to talk about the Rangers squad. Let's quickly hear from Kieran Tierney, though, who is... Backing up claims that Livingston's pitch played a part in him missing the Scotland games The 21 year old says that it takes longer even for him to recover after playing an artificial surface Admits he is happy to play right back for Scotland Even though it would be a bit unusual The full story was obviously played a lot of games this season I went to Scotland training Tried my best but the first few days we trained it was a bit tight still And mm-hmm. I felt something so But for me I was like I'm fine I'll carry on But they said that we can't take risks like that so Ultimately they pulled me out and sent me for a scan and after that I had to come in here for rehab for a few days as well. So I've been training the last couple of days and it's it's getting better. We know what the problem is, so it's just it's managing it now. The manager had suggested that in part because you'd played on the AstroTurf on the Sunday that, that had meant it was gonna take you longer to recover. Is that fair? Yeah, it probably is. Just every player knows how your body feels after AstroTurf. Um it's different from grass. Um, maybe it takes you a bit longer to recover so yeah, maybe that's a cause bit as well but Are you happy to play wherever for Scotland if Andy Robinson's at left back would you do a down the green and be happy to switch over just to play? Uh, of course I've done it in the past I think I've only played one or two games at left back for Scotland so I know what it's like it's just about adapting to our position and I'm not going to get angry or disappointed or that you, you want to play left back of course but you want to do what's best for your country and if that's what the manager thinks then I'm more than happy to do that and you don't feel it would hinder you in any way or hinder the team it's just about adapting as you say um, well it's, it's going to be harder for me but if the manager thinks that's what's best then I'm happy with that and if he's got the trust in me then I've got the trust in myself as well interesting on the the topic of Withdrawals from the Scotland squad Because there was all of this You know See look at them They're all pulling out This means they don't fancy it They don't want to play for Scotland They don't like the manager You've got Kieran Tierney there You know Saying it was Scotland's medical staff That, yeah. that, that pulled them out of the squad yeah. So I'm not saying that means It was the same for every single player um, But maybe certain people Got a bit carried away last week oh, Well we had to chat about it And what goes on behind the scenes How reporting to the medical staff And it's quite often That's the case They make the decision Because If they go back to their club injured there's a lot of fallout for that that people often don't see between Scotland and the clubs, so they have to be right. But what did interest me there, again with the AstroTurf pitches, there you go. That's who matters. The players know, and Kieran Tierney, one of our top players who would have played for the national team, no doubt right back, 
has to miss the game and his manager says the AstroTurf pitch played a part he says that it's the players that have to be listened to and heard when these artificial pitch discussions come up you've been speaking to Fraser Wishart no, no. Just, right, uh, just sounds like something he would say oh, yeah, right. Right. Ah, well. okay. so do you think there'll be a lot of Celtic players miss the League Cup final after Hamilton and the weekend I don't know I can't I can't tell you that just now Artificial pitch Yeah I think you're missing the point though. It's not that, it's not that they're automatically uh, going to miss it It just means that it can play a part Yeah, yeah but are they Are they 100% proof in that? Because people get injured in grass And people get injured mm. in this but surface that, that's the argument all the time And then is, they blame the surface I tell you what's proof See when every player Almost every player comes out and says They don't like playing that And you get guys like Kieran Tierney there saying Yeah I probably played a part That's the proof you need 01419511025 Beat the pundit fast approaching But let's squeeze in Mark Who's a Rangers fan Hi Mark Hi how are you doing? Good Just thanks. two points I want to make About mm-hmm. the transfer And obviously the centre backs I'll start with the centre backs first I think the, the problem with Rangers Is your two full backs Can they defend uh, Flanagan left back And Tafania And your two centre backs Go to go and help them To cover them up Just to see the point about that and my second point was obviously really Mark, somebody else is on the phone <laughs> Somebody's upstairs pressing your phone I'll try to dial someone else I can yeah, hear you <laughs> Try to phone in the dinner um, Could be a point, Gordon Because we always When we talk about defences Sometimes you do You know, focus on individuals But maybe it's worth looking at The, the collective unit And I, I think that's why Ryan Jack uh, Will come into the team more often He's there to give them a bit of protection in the modern day game now, Gordon, the two fullbacks are attacking fullbacks. Really, you don't get a team that has two fullbacks that are great defenders like Jardin and McGrain years and years ago. You get fullbacks that go forward. Tavernier, well documented. What is his weakness? He's not a great defender. Terrific going forward. Flanagan, the other side. I know Barisic is injured just now. I've not seen a lot of him, but he looks a forward-thinking player as well. But you've still got to rely on your two centre-backs being able to be strong enough just to defend. And that's why they put the sitting midfield player in there. Mm. He's there to help. Right, very quickly, Mark, because we do have to get to beat the pundit, but I know you wanted to make a quick point about January. Hello, Mark. Mark's gone. Somebody else is on his phone. Yeah, I think He's maybe. listening to the show in the living room. Yeah, someone else is on the phone to the local uh, <laughs> fast food outlet. Right, thank you. Anyway, to Mark and Partick, it's time for this. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. An absolute hammering for Gordon DL on Tuesday's Beat the Pundit. He was at Hamden, he was away from home, he lost his home advantage, he was terrible. Let's see what happens tonight. If you fancy taking Gordon or Mark on, then pick up the phone right now, 01419511025. Give us a call and give us a call quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you do fancy tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, keep your thoughts coming ahead of the return to domestic football this week. Whatever it is that you're looking forward to, get in touch. And we're going to hear from Craig Levine, who thinks Scotland should take... England's example in terms of positivity. 01419511025, that's coming up after this. Beat 
the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Time for Beat the Pundit. Just how gutted were you when you lost on Tuesday? Yeah, Honestly. I, I was away from home. I didn't even have my own boots. They sent me <laughs> they, sent, they sent me so far away. By the time I got back, I was frozen. And then I get the biggest compliment in the world from the lad that beat me, and he'll probably be listening tonight. So the same to you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that one made it to air, by the way. But anyway, uh, let's see who's up tonight. Michael is from Irvine. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. Well, not again. That's the last. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with line A on this. Michael, are you with us? Right, let's see if we can get Michael because you know what? If there's ever a time, if there's ever a time where this shouldn't happen, it's beat the pundit because you two are going to end up playing each other if we can't get this sorted out. Oh well, we've done it before. I think we all know who the winner is. Right, let's see. Let's see if we can get Michael. Michael, are you with us? Hi, hello. We've oh, got you. Good, good stuff. Michael. Good stuff. Michael, um, would you like to rub the salt in Gordon DL's wounds, or would it be Mark Wilson if you had the choice? Uh, Golden DL. Yeah, I thought you oh, might say right. that. Well, I'm going to toss the coin anyway and find out heads. It's Mark Wilson. Tails, it is defeated on Tuesday. Gordon DL. Mark Wilson, if you had the choice. Uh, Michael, can you just turn your radio off, please, in the background, if that's all right? It is actually Tails. So it's you up again. Gordon DL. Let me see. There you go. It's an American oh, coin. No yep, it's Gordon DL up against Michael from to redeem yourself. So let me give you some Clyde 2 in your ear. Get those headphones on. And we'll get Michael's clock up and running Michael you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Gordon You can pass remember Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yeah How many premiership points does Celtic have at the moment? 25 At which club did Francesco Totti spend his whole career? Roma Who won the Euros in 92? Pass. What nationality is Rangers winger Eros Gresda? Albanian Who won the 2015 Scottish Cup? Celtic Who's currently top of the English Premier League? Man City Which championship club play their home games at Somerset Park? Yeah, United. Okay, let me bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, are you with us? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the mushroom. What's he's he doing? Good. He's really good. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Michael knew his stuff. All right. right, okay. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? All right. How many Premiership points does Celtic have at the moment? Uh, 26. At which club did Francesco Totti spend his whole career? Roma. Which country won the Euros in 1992? Greece. What nationality is Rangers winger Eros Gresda? Uh, Albanian Who won the 2015 Scottish Cup? The 20 what? 15 Scottish Cup Uh, Celtic, don't know Who is currently top of the English Premier League? Man City And which championship club play their home games at Somerset Park? Oh, Air United Got those last two questions right up Gordon Dale Street I hate to see that Uh, Michael, what do you think? Uh, I thought I'd done no bad I could have the 92 question got me about yeah. I was a little I don't know who, 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 who would have won I know you're having to go back a bit for that one let's go through them anyway how many premiership points in fact we'll get back to that one because that's I think it's going to come down to that one that's all I'm saying Ooh. Quite, Ooh. at which club did Francesco Totti spend his whole career it was Roma you I, both, met, I met him you, I'm sure you did so did I you, did you yeah. confuse him yeah. for Colleen yeah. Rooney or something no? no 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 I met him where in holiday Sorrento <laughs> seriously yeah you buying that 
Listen, this well, goes back to Alex McLeish's appointment, Gordon and Mark. I know it certainly wasn't universally popular. He's still not universally popular. But if you win games and you keep winning and you keep winning, you like to think that you can chip away at that. Well, we're lucky because we've got an England fan in the studio tonight that can that can tell <laughs> us how positive England have been. But uh, listen, you're right. I mean, if you keep winning, that just brings positivity. I mean... The, the headlines this week In the back pages Have been brilliant I mean I can't remember The last time I've seen You know Such a, a good feeling About the national team But only comes When you win And we should beat Albania And we should beat Israel But It's not happened in the past Nothing's ever went like that for us We always make things difficult But this week It's been the opposite Everything's been right And it's gave us something To be positive about So if it happens um, And when the full qualifying campaign Comes round It'll be the same The players will get the praise And we'll be on here Getting them the praise But the only way that comes Is if we win games Yeah And Craig Levine's talking about England being positive I'm down there quite a lot Gordon When you're winning it, This game's simple It's easy For managers and coaches It's when you come up against The hard times That you've got to dig in Believe in your own abilities And I keep saying tonight I really like the Scotland team But let's not get carried away We're still a lot of work to go But if Alec had lost on Tuesday night We'd have been inundated For calling for his head That's do, how... do you think that That would have happened? Oh, a million Yeah, yeah a million percent yeah. That's how close you are to Success and failure Fine margins Yeah, it's like, it's like Mark tonight Failure He got four a lad I'm delighted for him He worked very hard at that But he was just no, up like Michael Michael oh, You Michael. said Mark no, I, name In right. case people are, are drum. Now there's no doubt People would have been phoned For Alex McLeish now, Like I say You you look at Albania And you look at Israel Now I love the fact we've won But we should be beating them You know we should be And when you don't beat them That's when That's when you get people Calling up and saying The manager should go And you wonder Maybe Alex would have went Because you're hearing all wee rumours You know that Perhaps he would have uh, If results didn't go the way But They have went our way He's done terrific Because How many call-offs And how much negativity There was before that Albania game So he's done great That just needs to carry on now Into our next games Into the, the main qualifiers And hopefully we can qualify Without needing mm. this playoff James is in Paisley Hi James Hi guys, how you doing? Good thanks It was just a quick point uh, To touch on What the guys were saying Regarding the Scotland Mm-hmm just if you watch back the Albania game there and the Israel game, I thought we gave both teams far too much respect, especially especially Israel. So if you watch um, both games back, we're basically letting them come on to our half and giving their centre half the first pass into us um, onto our team. I thought there's got to be a lot more pressure uh, going forward onto the onto the other team. And if you see Kyle's goal. That's where it came from. It wasn't. There wasn't enough pressure on the ball from the other teams. Just wanted to see what the guys thought about that. Well, we won. That's what I I think about it, James. I mean, it's not like uh, the next game is going to be the same tactics. You know, international football is very different from club football, where club fans will go, "I'm not happy with the way that game went. I'm not happy with the tactics. I know we won, but." Maybe the next game it'll be the same. International football's totally different. Alex McLeish set up that team to do a job. They let the centre half have the ball because that's what they worked on. And you know what? It worked. It worked for us. You know, I know we concede 
two goals and I must admit I thought the two goals were, were very good goals you can pick goals in them if you want the goals we conceded but they're good goals but we also scored three terrific goals and then four on and four on Saturday. And four on Saturday. I, I so think because I think is, is the whole you. I mean, in terms of from a management or a tactical perspective, it looked quite deliberate from where I was sitting in terms of Alex McLeish willing to let these teams come forward, and then that's when the space opens up for Christie and Forrest and Fraser to play alongside Stephen Fletcher and get in behind, and that's exactly what happened over the course of the weekend. The only time in Tuesday night for the first. 15-20 minutes They played on us down A right back position And I think they were getting A lot of joy of it They scored the goal And I'm thinking oh, A bit nervy now If they score another one But You're right Tactically We then Pushed And especially second half I was watching Alec And he was pushing his defenders More up the park So the midfield players Can then go mm. And have the, the Security of defenders Behind them You've got to give the manager Some credit he got a result in a nervous game and a very poor to, result. To be fair to James, though, I think regardless of what your tactics are, you clearly don't stand off Kyle when he's within shooting distance. I don't think that's acceptable under any no, no, it was a no. tactical information. It was terrible. Is it? See, be honest. I mean, I played with Berham Kyle. You didn't think he had it in his locker, <laughs> did you? I must admit, I never seen him do that in training. It was a terrific strike, and you're right. Somebody should have closed him down, but. I mean, Callum Cal- Cal- McGregor clearly has played very, very well this season. Is is that just the instance where a Scott, well, Brown. Where a Scott Brown, for yeah. instance, just goes and, and just presses it yeah. straight away? Well, Scott Brown's got the or even you know, if we're talking Scotland, I don't know, James MacArthur. Yeah, well, these players, these players play in that position week in, week out, so they've got the understanding of hold on a minute, he can only come so far. I've got to go and close him down. Callum Mac- McGregor's learning that position. It was only since in Cham and Scott Browns went out and with Celtic and Scotland as well, he's a terrific talent. Mm. He's a very clever player, but he's not that defensive midfield player. James? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Mark's talking about if he stand off Kyle. He didn't think that he had that in the locker, but, but any player, surely, if you give them the time and the space to become that much better. And I think going mm. forward, I think we've really got to impose ourselves on the game, especially at our home games. And be shutting the teams down and not inviting them on to us. But no one was happier than myself at the, you know, in the final whistle. And I think there's a lot of positives that can be taken. But just going forward, that's the changes I'd like to see. A lot more pressure. Yeah, I, I just James, you have to. You can only assume until you, you know get a full explanation from Alex McLeish. Is it the case that we maybe just don't have it in us to to, to press right from the front and. And in fact, but, but, but we oh, did though, didn't we? We did at times. I'm thinking the way Christie wins the ball back in Albania, in Albania for the yeah. opening one. So but we did at times. Again, yeah, different teams. Uh, uh, sorry, different games. So we did at times in Albania, but it's obviously deliberate on Tuesday night to to set off. You're totally, you made a good point, Gordon. Is you let you. these guys, their centre halves, have the ball and come up over the halfway line because presumably they can't hurt you. They're never going to break you down. What that is going to do is rush them into a pass. And they rush into a pass They give it away We get the ball And we spring We use the pace Fraser, Forrest, Christie And we get the goals So that's deliberate But we, you know That's a good thing about Scotland You're right Because Games to come It might just suit us To press high And we've got guys like Forrest, Christie uh, Fraser Who can do that also So Alex McLeish has got a great Squad there just now It's just um, It's just keeping them getting up. Plus he's got guys to add Remember all the guys that pulled out? Everyone's forgetting about those guys. Mm. Those were the, the main guys. Well, they'll have a hard job getting on the team. Thank you to James in Paisley. Cash for 
Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. Caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Right, we know Christmas is fast approaching. Mark Wilson's young ones will be driving him mental, getting the Christmas list sent off, I am sure. Uh, Gordon Dale was just telling me the other night about his Rudolph the Red Nose reindeer Christmas jumper that he's got, self portrait perhaps. Um, he's looking forward uh, to dusting that one off over the festive period. I think it's easy for us to have a laugh. We all know that Christmas should be time for families. And celebration, but there's a more serious element to this because unfortunately for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, it really is just another day. Now, with your support, we can try and change that. And with your support in the past, we've managed to fund over 19,000 breakfasts which have given disadvantaged children the best possible start to the day. I mean, breakfast, something that we all take for granted. For some kids in our area, that just does not happen. If you want to ensure that your donation helps a child in Glasgow and the West this Christmas, well, you can Help To donate £5, text the word Clyde to 70808. And let's hear where some of that money goes. Nicola Carmichael grew up actually receiving from Cash for Kids and she now is giving something back, raising money for the charity through her work at Arnold Clark. And she's told us the difference that Cash for Kids made to her life. It was coming up to Christmas and I was aware there wouldn't be much. But due to respite workers and the local organisations within, we stayed at Drumchapel at the time, they had sent presents. And I had got an apple-shaped umbrella and woolly gloves. And it's not until you're older and I've got kids and they have a normal life that you see just how special it was back then to see where you are today. So you can help to donate £5. Text Clyde to 70808. That's Clyde to 70808. The full-time teaser is next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Remember just before uh, the break, you were talking about how Kyle just didn't have that in his locker because you played with him at Celtic. Yes. Please uh, tell me, Hans. Hugh Moan has sent a video and he says, Beram Kyle scored a better one than that for Celtic in 2011. And even worse, you were playing. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you and how you much what? I was paying attention Do you know what as well Maybe it was against one of those Nondescript opponents that you can't really remember No it was against your other former club Dundee United what, In 2011 really? yep. oh, I can't remember that <laughs> oh, well, There you <laughs> go ah, Two in a lifetime What chance have you got Hugh yeah. honestly right, Could you do it three times could he? Here's tonight's <laughs> teaser Oh yeah By oh, the way we've had some absolute stinkers on the teaser this week They've been really tough Uh we love your work, so keep sending them in fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Send your questions in and we'll try and use them. So John Smith has sent this mm. one in. This is tough. Oh. Since 1987, yeah. 10 players have signed for Celtic mm. and then gone straight back to the club they arrived from when they left. Name them. So since 1987, you can play along at home on Twitter at ClydeSSB. Since 1987, 10 players have signed for Celtic, then gone straight back to the club they arrived from when they left. It's Derek Ryden, one. Yes. Boom! He's not as daft as he looks sometimes, Aye. honestly. Boom! Right, come on, Mark. Derek Ryden signed from Hibs for Celtic it, yeah. and then went back to Hibs. And this has to be permanent signings. Loans don't count, I don't think. Joe Miller? Yes. Aberdeen. <laughs> that's because he told me a story at the weekend. <laughs> Yep. Uh-huh. Joe Miller and Derek Riordan Eight to go McGinn no No McGinn no Do Aberdeen Do you back? No 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 
No, unlucky. No, 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 it's not unlucky. That's a, that's a poor guess. Uh, Mark Brown? No. Oh, mm, oh, oh. Nope. Will of Flood? Mm, no, actually. Sure? Yep. Well, he went to Aberdeen, didn't he? Oh, sorry, did. Aye, aye. He went by Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Hold on, we're just thinking. Okay, you can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Since 1987, 10 players have signed for Celtic, then gone straight back to the club that they arrived from when they left. Guys like Joe Miller came from Aberdeen, went back to Aberdeen. Derek Riordan came from Hibs, went back to Hibs. We're going to speak to John and Thornley Bank very soon, but Scott and Kirk and Tillich is first up. What's your point tonight, Scott? Yeah, good evening, panel. Um, just a wee point about the Rangers uh, defence that you were talking about earlier. Yes. And the squad. I heard Gordon saying that you know probably need to get in by a, another centre half. That's definitely not going to happen. We we'll just need to persevere. We'll go, but I actually agree with him. But we can't get in by another centre half. My point's about Tavernier. I think Tavernier's getting off very lightly here, and I'll tell you why. When Gerard um, came into the team, he stated that he was going to get a. He's going to bring a, you know, for both positions a. a a player for every position. Tavernier's getting off lightly. He has no competition whatsoever. And I don't know if that's because when they brought Flanagan in, we've been struggling with left back and put him out there. Flanagan is a good defender and, he, and he's uncomfortable at left back. I'd like to see Flanagan get a shot at right back for a competition for Tavernier because because he's no competition. There's nobody giving him a fight for his place. He's, get, he's taking it for granted his place and he's been very inconsistent. And, and this isn't me being, you know, anti um, James Tavernier. But while I'm on top of that as well, I do not believe he's a captain. I don't think he's got leaderships for it. I know he scores a lot of goals, he sets a lot of um, assists up, but I don't think, I think a lot, you talk about um, goals that we lose in defence, a lot of his positional sense and a lot of mistakes mm. come because he gets too far up the park and leaves his exposure at the back. And that's why he exposes with the centre half as well. That's a, that's a hard one to, to tell, isn't it? Because, I mean, and Scott does acknowledge it, John Flanagan is there. So in, in one respect, James Tavernier does does have competition But I mean Scott's saying Maybe you won't know Until Until you try it Until you try Flanagan Ahead of Tavernier yeah, Maybe until Yeah Barisic is back fit And he's playing left back Every week And Flanagan is sitting On the bench Is that out and out Right back That's maybe when you'll tell I would, I get, I would play Tavernier Before uh, Flanagan uh, Right back all day long I was going to say I mean How do you know that Gordon If he's not played the right back How do you know that Because I don't I mean you have You have been critical Of Tavernier going backwards But uh, he's not a great defender Gordon I think everybody Will admit that But he gives so much Alan more. doesn't Alan's on Twitter He says Gordon DL Are you for real Tavernier can't defend He got defender Of the tournament In the group stage UEFA He says I don't know uh, That was UEFA Is that even a that, thing that, I don't that's know That's that 19 defender game That they Yeah but Um I think Tavernier gives so much going forward. And the modern day fullbacks now, they're, they're not the greatest defenders. You'll get one or two that are, have got everything in their locker. But Tavernier's strength is going forward. His delivery, free kicks. I don't think, has he missed one penalty kick in a shootout or something like that? But yeah. he's, he's just, I think he offers so much to Rangers. So I, I'm not the greatest fan of him, one to one defender. I think that's his weakness. But going forward, I think I would. And plus, the fact you're talking about a Rangers manager who came in and made him captain right away. Yeah, but that's another mm. thing that Scott disagrees with. Well, well, you've got to take that up with Stephen Gerrard. Uh, no, 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 that's a ridiculous thing to say because uh, he's no here and you're here for uh, that well, exact purpose. I, I, I don't think it would be a, a daft idea from Stephen Gerrard to consider Flanagan for the game against Celtic. 
I understand what you're saying Tavernier gives so much going forward It does But when you're coming up against If Celtic are, are The wingers are in the same form As they've been just now Tavernier's failed so many times Against Celtic at right back It's scary what Over the, the years What about the symbolic element of of being the captain If Tavernier plays every week There's no chance He's suddenly going to Bin his captain To play Celtic well, Is he? I was, I was surprised I'm with Scott Now I don't know James Tavernier personally I just watch him as well I was surprised That he was Gave the captaincy I thought McGregor? Someone like Alan McGregor Would have been a stick on Been there before Very vocal Very vocal in the changing room A leader And I thought he would be a shoo-in. I thought Tavernier Might have found His game time not limited, but he would have played less games under Gerard this season than than he has done in previous years because of his defensive abilities. But you're right. What does it say then if you're dropping your captain, who's supposed to be your main man? But I don't think it would be a daft idea to look at Flanagan at right back for games against proper out and out wingers. I think it'd be a crazy idea. Scott, to be with you. what do you think, Scott? Um, I think Mark's spot on. I agree with what he's saying. I think he's agreeing with me. I just think. Um, I don't believe Tavernier's a leader. I think he's a nice person and all that. And I think that's, I think apparently he's a nice guy in the dressing room and all that. Nice guys are nice guys, but he's not a leader. Um, I would have definitely, my opinion, gave it to the goalkeeper. Who knows? Gerard might change it. I don't think mm. so now. It'd be kind of mm-hmm. degrading Tavernier if it took the captaincy out from. But I would just like to see Flanagan get a run at right back to see, you know, he could go in there and he could hit the ground running. And we don't know because he's not getting a chance. And I just don't think Andy's pushing Tavernier. For a game at right back Because he's his captain He's going to play on weekend week out And I think he's very Scott you obviously see Rangers a lot Is Tavernier that bad For you? No, no I'm not saying he's bad But he's, he's very frustrating Gordon he, he, when, when, there's a, when we lose goals You see a lot of, you know, I, I'm trying to think The one I'll get back to Example here um, I remember a game oh, Anyway it's, it's too late to go into But he's A lot comes for him He's positional He's out of play Now you say that yourself That he's great going forward He's great going forward Why is he sitting at right back He cannot def- he cannot defend in his positional sense is wrong when teams are on the break against us. Mm. And then you've got two centre-halves, one trying to come out to cover them. And then when they lose goals, you, you, like the, you, you kind of blame the centre-half. I'd just like to see... I like Tavernier. I don't dislike him. But I just think there's there's a space there for Flanagan to get a wee shot. Maybe just to even give him a wee bit of... You know, don't take it for granted you're, you're getting left back every week because right now he is. What about on the, the sort of positive side of things, Scott? What What is pleasing you about the team at the moment? Oh, it can't be any worse than it's been in the last couple of years. But I, I definitely think uh, just the stability that Gerard's brought in. Um, I, I don't think he takes any prisoners. If you're not going to play for him, you ain't going to be playing. I like uh, the only difference for me again. I look at the play, and I watched. I think we had three draws in a row, and I looked at analyze that we play too slow. There's no enough uh, going forward when they get the ball. It's offside. The rise back. The rise. And unfortunately for me, Ryan Jack is a big. Blame for me that he slows the game too much for me. I'd like to see somebody. I mean, I watched Alan McGregor. No, no, Alan McGregor. McGregor has took uh, Scott Brown's place in there. Callum. I don't watch him, but for what I hear, pals, cousins, and that sort of supporters, and he's he's sitting there in front of the defence and he's getting the ball and it's just direct and he's hitting at the pace. We get the ball and it's taking five seconds to pass a ball and it's a slow ball. Well, all right. That that that, that was that was Scott's positive take on things. Scott, honestly, you got the wrong side of bed one. this morning. 
It sounds like Rangers have been beat seven one from Motherwell. Scott, there, Scott. Know, Scott, you've been you've been you've been listening to Hugh Evans too long. Scott and Kirk and Tillock, thank you very much. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five on Twitter. We're at Clyde SSB. Declan Campbell says Tavernier can't be dropped because he's critical to the way we play and go forward. So you can get your thoughts in on Twitter, uh, also on the phones as well. How are you getting on with this teaser? Good. Since 1987, 10 players have signed for Celtic and then gone straight back to the club they arrived from when they left. Guys like Joe Miller with Aberdeen, Derek Riordan with Hibs. Uh, I can see Callum. You did say lone players not allowed. No. Right, Lewis no. Morgan? No. Right, okay. What about two players I signed from Hibs who played with Celtic? Pat McGinley, John Hughes? Pat McGinley, yes. John Hughes, no. Right, yeah, that's right. good. That's good. Uh, I can see John Clark's got one of the tough ones. Hugh Moan's got one. Oh, Davy Young and Craft Beer and more uh, <laughs> have thrown in a name which had me worried because it's not on the list. But I've looked it up, and it's incorrect. Well, I tell you, just to eliminate yeah, it. Yeah, Harold Bratback. No, he came from think. Rosenborg, and although he eventually went back there, he went to Copenhagen in between. I've got, I've got a classic. <laughs> if you do say so. Kelvin Wilson Nottingham Forest to Celtic Celtic to Nottingham that's Forest That's a great shout You're yes. on fire with us You're on fire That's me, I'm dead oh, <laughs> God, I, I played by him I didn't even know that Did uh, Is Koki Mizuno on there? No No Who did he sign <laughs> from? He signed through uh, Yeah, exactly uh, He's not on it back to I don't know no. uh, Pat McGinley, Joe Miller Derek Wyden, Kelvin Wilson Anymore? Anymore? Do, do we? <laughs> no No Do we know on that? Where did he sign from? Must be another know, exactly. He was on the next fight home after Clyde game. Ryan no, Christie, no. Uh, there must be another Aberdeen in there. There's not actually. I so I don't know what you're on about. Right, mm. okay. All right, John's in Thornley Bank. What's your point tonight, John? Andy Stokes guys, is that one? Luckily for you, it's not John. Oh, oh, great show, John because I'm not having these the two getting any help. But he went oh. to he went his, he had a couple of loan spells, John. I think it was Blackburn. He, he went to permanently, and then and then it was Hibs. So. Unlucky. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, you go. What's your point, okay. guys? My, my point is about. Um, I know tonight you guys have been talking about James Forrest, and obviously he's been excellent so far. He's been on top, top form recently. Um, and my point was just uh, I came on last month and spoke to Hugh in regards to James Forrest being player, Celtic's player of the season, uh, and he told me just no, nah, uh, you know, look at Rogers, look at Christie, but I mean solely. By slowly the weeks go on, and James Forrest is slowly becoming uh, a top top player. Uh, I just think he brings so much depth into the Celtic team and the Scotland team uh, in terms of you know his runs, his movement, his pace. He just gets on the ball at the right time, uh, and I just think he's a top top player. And um, what's your what's your thoughts, guys, on him potentially you know going towards the player of the season? Right now, as it stands, I think he's. He's right in the running for it If not the player of the season so far there's I mean been he, many was, bright... he was nominated last year as well wasn't he Yeah there's been many bright sparks um, Rogic and all that will, will get a shout But if he keeps going the way he is If he keeps scoring goals If he keeps creating And he keeps injury free Now that's a big thing with James Forrest How he's he's managed to, to be so consistent this season And in big parts of last season He's keeping injury free And I think you can tell with the way he plays And the way he runs And he's moving freely It's a big part But Listen if he keeps going The way he mm. is uh, There's no doubt he will be Gordon I think it's 12 goals In his last mm. 11 games I mean That's that's club and country 
that's good for any player Never mind someone who's not actually You know An out and out Striker, goal scorer Contribution is um, and, and I think that's, fault why, it, that's why Everybody's talking about me now Gordon uh, is, uh, James Forrest Always had the, the ability But to now use that ability And score goals at the same time Is, is terrific for Scotland And Celtic And he'll, hope, he'll be hoping to continue that I think he's just been given a different Different role Rather than play as an out and out winger Run up and down in straight lines Try and get balls in the box He's getting in sometimes I said it before Against Hibs when I watched him Played through the middle He was absolutely brilliant He was He, he tore Hibs apart And then you watch him the other night And it's the way he's taking his goals He looks like he, he, he's been a, a top class finisher All his days He's not He's been a provider But all of a sudden now He's adding that little bit to his game and everybody's now talking about him How good a player he is A couple of questions on Twitter for you For all your, your criticism of, of James Tavernier Defending Chris W says Is there a better right back in Scotland Than James Tavernier? Richard hmm. Tate <laughs> oh, That motherable bias of yours You been serious? No Well listen you could You could divide that question up I mean going forward Definitely not Defensively I would say Stephen O'Donnell's better Than him Defensively and Stephen O'Donnell does give you a lot going forward But I would say Stephen O'Donnell's better at him in 1v1 situations But Tavernier's better attacking oh, atta- No doubt about it oh, Listen, Tavernier going forward is, is better than most right midfielders mm. in Scotland as well Mar- Mar- Mark's managed to dissect the question to mm. suit himself I'll just go for a, a more straightforward answer from you Is there a better right back than Tavernier in the league? Um, who was it that wanted to know, Chris? Um, no Okay. Another question. Uh at Aldo Lee's Gordon is so bad with years I'll be amazed if he gets this. Can you ask Gordon what year it was when he scored against Southampton at Ibrox in a friendly one nil win because it was my first ever Rangers game? Some goal. Um <laughs> What century was it in? I would say uh, you got the answer. No. Well, he, he genuinely wants that. to know. Um nineteen nineteen 80 <laughs> I don't so think much any answer that ends in a question marks an yeah. answer I'm asking you I don't know the answer so you, you have to I, find I don't sound. know the answer either 1980 you can't going, remember what you know was no honestly no you are hopeless it was a testimonial I know that right okay sorry Aldo someone will chip in with the answer um, since 1987 10 players have signed for Celtic then gone straight back to the club they arrived from when they left That's tonight's full time teaser If you want to provide Tomorrow's full time teaser It's full time At Clyde1.com Send the questions in You've got Pat McGinley Joe Miller Derek Wyden Kelvin Wilson Scott Allen Must be one No You not go back to Hibs? Uh, no on loan He's still a Celtic player Is he not? Yeah Yeah but alright oh, I'm um, just grasping at straws Yeah Yeah I noticed you Venegura Hessling Nope He did go to PSV was a, it's obviously later in his career, didn't it? Where's Fiatchenko gone? Who? Fiatchenko? Uh, yes. Oh! I knew he'd went home. Signed from Mitchelland and left for okay. Mitchelland. Eric Fiatchenko. Must you be a few old ones in there. You've got five to get. There's a couple old ones, yeah. Mm. Couple a couple old that you played with, though, as well, <laughs> Mark Wilson. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh, maybe not. No, no, you will. Have, yeah. Do you know I was going to say, you were somewhere on Friday. Uh, were you Macaveni? Where did you Yes, Macaveni, West Ham. I was going to say Macaveni. All right, you've got four to get. We'll get them next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Right, what year did you think it was that you played against Southampton and scored in a 1-0 win? 1980. <laughs> What's an accept... I mean, nothing's acceptable. You should know this bang on, but is it acceptable to be out by a year, would you say? Yeah, you would say 1979. <laughs> you think it was 79? 1981. <laughs> what right, was it? What would, you, what would you go for, 80 or 79? Well, I'm not going for 80 now. I'll go 79. It was 82 <laughs> You're murder That should be Honestly. a good couple of years Sandy Jardin's testimonial Sandy, Nevertheless that's right, yes, oh, that's Honestly yeah. oh, Club a, legend It was a meaningless game as well ah, uh, 1-0 Thanks to a goal from Gordon Deal. Thank you to, to getting in touch Graham has sent it in Peter has also sent it in as well uh, Yeah There we go So it was 1-0 What else happened? Um, and, then, oh, and then a week later You went You played Southampton down there At the Dell yes. Yeah that's right from Kevin George Horsell. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. 1982, that was. <laughs> Honestly. Right, how are you doing with this teaser? You've got. How many have you got to get? One, two, three, four. So since 1987, 10 players have signed for Celtic, then gone straight back to the club they arrived from when they left. So guys like Frank McAvenny with West Ham in the middle, Pat McGinley Hibbs, Joe Miller, Aberdeen, Derek Ryden Hibbs, Eric Sviachenko, Mitchelland, Kelvin Wilson, Nottingham Forest. Any more? Many Scottish ones are still left, Gordon. Uh, one, I think. That must be Aberdeen. Hearts are done. No, Hibs are done. United. Mm. Who signed? From Andy that? Tom. Nope. Great effort. Cadet. Nope. Steve Guppy. Yes. Well done. I said Steve Guppy. <laughs> no, you did. That's nice. I'm doing the break. Hold on, man. You never said that. I can't believe you stole that. <laughs> Shameless. I'm sure he says no, not Steve Guppy. I heard you say it. I heard you say it during the break. No, he didn't. Uh, Steve oh, Guppy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Came from Leicester and went back to Leicester, which means you've only got three to get. Oh, no. I reckon you played with two of them. Oh, really? Oh, no. I think so What years were you at Celtic again? Uh, 06 to 2012 Alright Well you may be mm, You maybe missed them both actually no, right. But you might have well, So it's so around that uh, 2012 They were maybe yeah. They were maybe still there when you arrived Oh when I arrived But, but okay. if not they've gone right. just before you Okay uh, Come on Mark Yeah <laughs> Alan Thompson <laughs> No Oh um, dear uh, let's coming on. Let's have a Mo Kamara. No, Great. Momo Salah. Martin reads on Twitter. He's a St Mirren fan, and he's got one of them. I can see it. Great shout. Our, uh, our colleague Gavin Pearson has had a go at one, but it's wrong. He said Mike Galloway. Uh, by the way, I was going to say Mike Galloway. Where are you? Uh, well, don't know. Laurie's and Dennison. Hi, Laurie. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Hi, uh, my point this evening is that uh, I, Scott Brown is thirty-three years of age. Has been a fantastic servant to Celtic the last decade and has made an invaluable contribution. However, I I fully expect him to finish his career in the USA. No one is indispensable I, or indisposable at club level. I If he goes, no one should condemn him. It will be one last payday. And the reason I say that is I, that 
and his absence. Celtic have not faltered one iota. There are guys uh, who have come in uh, and picked up the slack in his absence. Uh, the panel saw it. Well, I, I made my thoughts clear earlier. I, I think Scott will stay, and I think he'll stay, he'll get his games, the amount of games he'll play will reduce because we've, we've seen glimpses of what the team can be without Scott Brown. But I still think he's got a huge part to play over the coming years. And the other reason is for the coaching side. I, I think he will become a coach at Celtic whether he chooses to go away uh, and then come back or whether he stays. I think he'll, he'll be a coach either way. I just think there's uh, there's more... There's a, a better opportunity uh, for him to progress if he goes straight from the playing staff to the coaching staff. I think that's that's a, a nice way of doing it. I think he's got the respect to the players who have played with him, who see him every day at the club, and it's a, a smooth transition. I think if he goes away and then comes back as a coach, there could be 10 different new players who, who may not have a grasp of what he was about and it makes it a wee bit more difficult. That's just my thoughts, Laurie. I think he'll, those are the reasons he'll stay. But I do think his game time over the next mm. couple of years will will drop. Just more generally, not I don't mean this specifically for Scott Brown, just generally. What about the, the appeal of America to, to, to players? Because it, it must be getting bigger and bigger. I know there was a time when people used to think, you know, America. Yeah. But not only some of the names that have gone there, but the facilities, the lifestyle, that must be a huge attraction. The I mean, only, the only yeah. thing that off putting, and I know a lot of people have went over there, Gordon, is, and especially if you're older, the travelling is incredible for games. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. airports, it's long flights, you're away for. Two, three days. It's not like just jumping a bus and turning up somewhere like Tynecastle, Ibrox, or, or Celtic Park. You're away, your airports, you're yeah. away in hotels. So he might look at that in the journey. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he says, Yes, I'll go. My own opinion, I'm with Mark 100%. I think he wants to get into coaching. He'll stay at Celtic. He'll play under Brendan Rogers. He'll learn under Brendan Rogers. And I think that'll be the end of it for him. The thing is, the standard in America now. I mean, you're right. Uh, when it started, everyone was, and you're right, big enough. You know, it's a payday. If you look at the, the league now and look at some of the games, I mean, some of the players, that, yeah, there, the are, there are still some inequalities there. within the teams. Oh, to course, be fair, you know, loaded with a couple of cracking players, and maybe some that aren't. But anyway, uh, thank you to Lorraine Dennis and a good point to finish us off tonight. I like this tweet we've had in from Billy Kerr. He's he sent a it's a link to eBay, an eBay article. Um, and it's a grandstand Scottish footballers I guess it's a, it's a card, a magazine mm. of Gordon DL And it's on sale for £1 If you want to buy it <laughs> Mushroom, go one time That's overpriced go one £1 <laughs> Brilliant Oh well, that's oh, the yeah. dearest it's ever been right. Stan Varga Yes oh, Yes We're back on the teaser Players who signed for Celtic Then went back to the same club that they came from Since 1987 We've got Guppy McAvenny, McGinley, Miller, Ryden, Sviachenko, Varga, Wilson. Two to go. Was Adam Virgo one? On. Yes. Oh, <laughs> mushroom. How many? So that? were they both there when you arrived? Yeah, they played both my debut. Yeah. 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 All right. One more. Got one more. Is yep. not, the old one. Uh, yes. Yeah. Clue time, I think, Gordy. Uh, played for Celtic. <laughs> late nineties. <laughs> late nineties. And the other team you're looking for in all of this is Dundee United. Ah, oh, you're joking. I've got it. I've got it. 
I've got it. Don't Five worry about it. I've got it. So, yeah, I know who it is. I can't believe you're, you've not got this, Mark Wilson. I can't believe you're Dundee United. Oh, I know him. No, oh, great guy. Davy Hanna. Brilliant. Is that who you're going yes. for? Yes, it is, David Hanna. Well done. Great stuff. Full time at Clyde1.com, please, if you want to send your questions in. For tomorrow night Thank you to Gordon and Mark For joining me on tonight's show Thank you for all your calls and tweets My apologies as always If you couldn't get through But you will have the chance To do it tomorrow night From 6 o'clock until 8 I'll be here in the company Hugh Keevans is off Can you believe it? Such a thing That man never takes a night off But he's gone He's replaced by Roger Hanna Who will join Derek Johnson Stay where you are Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.